This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You know, what is it I don't, there's something else I don't, I don't do There's banquets. a lot of things I don't you do don't banquets. do. I, I really try not to do banquets if all possible. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. So you will address me as Stephen A. or Mr. Smith. You won't call me a bona fide scrub and then continue to talk on my damn show. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. It's intercepted by Jacob File and a chance at a house call. File 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown Bullpup. Everything happening in the sports world. Mahomes throws it for the touchdown. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I go to Walmart and get my $18 pair of shoes the last two years, and it's just fine. You like those fine? No Zions for you. No Zions for me. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Are you enjoying your week so far, Steve? We're halfway through. Are you feeling good this week? I'm not feeling too bad. I'm actually not feeling too bad. What a great answer. You're not just (laughs) feeling too bad. I mean, there's a little bit of bad in there. Well, yeah, I learned I got sleep apnea. Well, besides that. that. Yeah, I mean, other than that. Now you know. Yeah. but I think you were in that that first stage for a while. You know all the stages of of grief or dealing with something. Yeah. I think you were in denial. Yeah. I think you were going, I don't need that dumb machine. Then Steve went and got some tests done and... Yeah, he's going to need a big old sleep apnea machine. No, I just, and and fortunately I have a friend that uh, has one that he's not using anymore. See, uh, look, Steve, the luck is turning your way. Well, yeah, so uh, anyway. I get the feeling you're going to start sleeping with that thing and never have slept better in your well, entire that, life. that I'm hoping for because I don't sleep You strap very, on that gas mask I, and I, you'll be feeling good. I don't sleep very much at night as it is because... A lot of pressure, you know, in our job. Yeah, there is a lot of pressure. There's a on lot you. of pressure in our job. A lot, you know, it's just like you feel like you're in a vice all the time. Yeah, that you know, the pressure's just squeezing and squeezing. You know, we're doing the Mid Kansas Sports Magazine and the deadlines. That's right. Deadlines coming up, and and you know, I've worked for 45 years on under deadlines, and uh, uh, you know, it, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah, know, I agree. Yeah, I get real worried about you, but I think you're going to start sleeping well. Well, let's hope so. I sure hope so too, Steve. I do. I do want to give a shout out. Let's hear it, Jerry Ming. Okay, my man Jerry Ming. He's had a good year. He's had a good week. Yeah, he's had a good year. He made a hole in one in April. He made another hole in one yesterday, and today he witnessed a hole in one. So, Jerry Ming, he he is. I tell you what. He also bought some auction items on Monday. He must have some horseshoes in his pocket. He must be feeling I good. I haven't made a hole in one for quite a while. And start. When was your last one? Um, God, it's probably been four or five years ago. Wow, that's such a long time. That is a long time. It's well, when, too you, long. when you have what thirty-eight of them? No. Don't you? Have, don't you have six on every par three? No. Twelve on every par three? No, I. I have eight hole in ones total. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that sounds but like I have a good hole, number. I have made a hole in one on every part three at Turkey Creek. Look at you. Yeah. Well, Steve, I wanted to talk about a couple of things today. Number one, I want to talk a little bit about the Royals. 
Okay. Since they have been very up and down, and they go from very down the last few games, losing seven in a row, then they pick up a nice win last night, and it feels like up and down is the right word to use with this Royals team so far this year. Roller coaster. I also want to talk about the latest HBO show. You know what I'm talking about? Is that Hard Knocks? Hard Knocks. Okay. And if you believe that John Gruden and the Raiders are the real deal, I also want to talk about one other thing that we'll get to here in just a minute. But do you know what today is the anniversary of? 12 years ago, this day, 2007, August 7th, 2007. I do not know. So you don't know what happened that day? No. I guarantee you were watching, or at least were trying to watch. I'm going to let this audio play and let you realize what this is the 12 year anniversary okay. of. Deals. And Bonds hit from high. It's a Seven hundred and fifty-six home runs for Bobby Bonds or Barry Bonds. There you go, Barry Bonds. But see, that number didn't mean anything to me. Why not? Hank Aaron is the all-time home run leader. Why is that? Because Barry Bonds took supplements. Do you think Hank Aaron never took any sort of supplement ever? Not to, you know, get you know hormone things. Hank Aaron was he was straight and narrow. What if he? What What if I told you this, Steve? What if Hank Aaron, before every game, took an Adderall pill and got and got his jitters all up? I don't know what Adderall is. You don't know what Adderall is at all? No. Like for attention deficit disorder okay, I, or ADHD? I, I didn't know that. Well, well let's, he, say, let's but, say he did something else. Well, if he took an aspirin, I'm sorry. If well, it's not an aspirin. Well, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not an ibuprofen. But, but Barry Bonds took something... You know, to make himself, I mean, he turned into, he ballooned into a, like a cartoon character almost. Look at, did you see the size of the guy's head? How big his head got? Well, I always thought it was the body that got so big and the head wasn't that big anymore. I thought his head was kind of small. Well, the whole Compared to his bulking chest. Yeah. So, uh, how does a guy, he hit 73 home runs at like age 37 It was 2001, I think. Yeah. So however old he would have been in 2001. Well, he was like 36 or 37. There's no way you go from hitting about 30-some home runs every year to hitting 73. I don't care if the baseball's juiced. He was juiced. That's what it was. You've heard my opinion on here before that I don't really care about anybody that would have been involved with that in the 1990s. I really don't care. Sosa. Yeah, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Roger Clemens, Alex Rodriguez, Canseco, Jose Canseco, all those guys, I don't have a problem with it because I think it was a part of the times. And I think that it was going on in every single locker room, every single clubhouse. I'm sure it was. And I, I let it slide there. Now, if it came out tomorrow and they said, Whit Merrifield has been on this testosterone pill, I'd say, yeah, it's not good. Let's let's go ahead and probably pop him with an 81-game suspension if not a little bit more, but I don't really have a problem with any of that. Barry Bonds, for me, Steve, was kind of like what Hank Aaron would have been for you, that he was the home run king of your childhood. What year was Hank Aaron's 715th home run? 1974. 1974, so you would have been 16? I watched that game. Somewhere right in there. Yep. Well, I watched this game. Barry Bonds, and it was weird because, remember, the Giants always play later in the night because they're on... 
Pacific time. Right. So it was like 9 o'clock here when their game started. And I guess 2007, I would have been like 12. And I had stayed up to watch his first at-bat. Because remember, all the days surrounding that game, they're going, "Uh uh-oh, we're on Bond's watch. Better turn on the TV. Yeah. Every time he's about to come up, ESPN would say, Barry Bonds due up second in the third inning. And I can remember that he hit this home run in the fifth inning. So he had an at-bat in the first through the second, had another one in like the third, and I went, okay, it's 11 o'clock. I'm going to watch one more at-bat, and then I'm going to bed. And I stayed up, watched that at-bat. I was sitting on the edge of my bed for about 30 minutes while all the festivities went on. And you could hear how loud it was while Dwayne Kuyper, my man Dwayne Kuyper, oh, yeah. I love the Giants broadcast team, as he rips it into right center field. All you see are gloves with people out in the outfield because the tickets for those seats in those sections where they thought a home run could be hit were thousands of dollars. You had people kayaking out in the in the lagoon. They're all out there in the bay. They're all waiting for home runs to come out. And I think it took a few games he hit 755, if I remember right, in San Diego. I don't know how long before it was, but it was like a week or so. And so everybody knew every time he comes up, there's a chance that it could be 756. And then I think he went on to hit like seven or eight more. Yeah. 763 or 62 yeah, is where like he's that. at somewhere in there. But I remember watching that game, Steve. I stayed up. I watched it. Barry Bonds, home run king. And see, it didn't affect me at all because – if you remember the national, you know, perception at the time, people. Well, yeah, he had already been in the midst of it. Yeah, he'd been he'd been in the midst for several years, and people. Hank Aaron was beloved. You have to remember Barry Barry Bonds was not a nice guy. That's that's always been he, what he people was have surly said. with the media. I mean, he, he you know he he was he wasn't like his dad. His dad was really you know a good guy, and Barry was not a good guy. Uh, well, let's rephrase that. You don't know that he wasn't a good guy. He just maybe came off his, that way. His perception, let's just say his per- yeah. alleged... I bet he's a nice al- guy. Alleged perception was he wasn't a good guy. Well, I was very inspired watching him. I was a little guy whenever but he I was like, hitting 73 home runs. I like the way runs. Hank Aaron did it by plodding along, you know, 35 homers here, 38 homers there, 44 homers here. You know, he never hit... I don't think Hank Aaron ever hit over 50. He had to do it the old-fashioned way, and Barry Bonds did it in clusters. Barry Bonds got like, didn't he have a over sixty another year? He was over sixty, maybe. Probably. Uh, yeah, or, or had, but he he got his in bulks. So you don't care that he hit seventy-three home runs in one season? I don't. I, I think and was intentionally walked like two hundred and fifty times. I, I just I think I think that record. I'm sorry. I I just feel like that record was tainted. But what about Alex Rodriguez? Reuter, a Royd. <laughs> So you don't recognize anything that that guy did at all. Barry Bonds? Yeah. He was you, a great, you, don't, you don't recognize anything? He was you, a great player. You don't care player. what he did? He was a great player when he was with Pittsburgh. You know, he was still a great player when he was with Pittsburgh. But then, I mean, all you had to do is look at his body. A body does not change overnight like his body changed. His body just went, you know, he, he, was, he looked like he was, you know, going to compete in a Mr. Universe contest. In the 2001 season... Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs. He drove in 137 runs. He was walked 177 times, 
which is the... And how many intentionally? Let's say how many intentionally. Intentionally, there were 35. Mm-hmm. How about this year? 2004, 45 home runs, 101 RBIs. He hit 362. Yeah. And that will make sense when I tell you this number. He was walked... 232 times. That's insane. Intentionally walked 120 times. So when you So how many official at bats did he have that year? His official at bats were 373. Yeah, so he homered like His on-base percentage was 609. Yeah. So basically, he <laughs> That hom- is insane. He homered like one every 3 times when you take his at bats. His official at bats, not his plate appearances, but his official 45 out of 373 were home runs. Wow. Not bad. Yeah. All right, well, I like Barry Bonds, always have. I wanted to get your opinion on this quickly because we went a little longer about Barry Bonds than I wanted to. Did you see the NCAA's issued memo that they had earlier this week? No. You didn't see anything about it? No. Talking about agents in college basketball? No. You didn't see anything about this? No. And LeBron James's comment about it? No. Okay, well, let me give you the rundown on it. So the NCAA issued these new requirements that they are going to have for agents that are dealing with college players. Some of these requirements include things like a certification degree from some MBA association for at least three consecutive years. You have to have professional liability insurance, completion of an in-person exam that you have to go take at the NCAA office. And the one that has really triggered people is that they are requiring any agent for an NCAA player to have a bachelor's degree. Hmm. What do you think of that? Isn't that a little discriminatory? It sounds like it to me. It sounds like it's not just a little discriminatory. It sounds a lot. It does. Let's say, Steve, you are the greatest agent mind that that the world ever knew. And let's go back to when you're in high school and you're such a good agent. You're dealing kids on the playground. You're, you, you have a mind for it. And you have studied collective bargaining agreements. And that you don't really care about school. You just love being an agent. And so you turn 18 years old and you say, you know what? I'm going to open up my own firm. Let's say your family has some money so okay. that it helps. They didn't, but go and, ahead. and maybe even your best friend is a phenomenal athlete. Yep. And you say, look, I can represent you. I'm I'm not gonna take a big cut. You're my best friend. I've you've got I've got your interest in mind, and you say I'm gonna be your agent, and your friend says sure. Under the new rules, you could not deal with NCAA athletes or many players that are going to the NBA draft. Yeah, and I, I just don't think that's fair. That's not that. Yeah, I got a feeling that will get overturned. LeBron James has not been happy about this because well, he's do you know the, who his agent is. Uh, Rich Paul. Rich Paul. And they are kind of calling this the Rich Paul rule. Because Rich Paul probably doesn't have He does a, not have a bachelor's degree. Right. I don't I, I think that will get that'll get rescinded or overturned, whatever you want to call it, because that's discrimination. That's just pure out discrimination. I just I, I get that maybe they're trying to have the best interest in mind of athletes and saying, look, if you're gonna be in the NBA, don't you wanna have an agent that has been to college and has studied these things? And my answer is, yeah, you probably do. But if you find somebody that's really good, you should be able to make that decision on your own. If I'm going to be the top player in the NBA and the agent that I think is going to do the best for me, if he didn't go to a great school like the University of Arkansas to get a degree... How about the University of Hard Knocks? That's what they need. Yeah. yeah. But if he didn't go to a school, that's my decision. Yeah. 
I'm choosing. I can, if I get in an accident in my car outside of work, I can make the decision to call one of those guys on TV that they say, call 888-8888. Call us and we'll get you the rightful money that you deserve. Or if I want to hire some guy off the street to represent me, it should be my choice. You don't have to go to college to be successful. Right. I have my best friend dropped out of K-State after one semester. And he's very, 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 very successful. He's retired twice. He got bored one time after he retired, came back and worked again. You can also be very smart and go to school, like you. No, I wasn't smart. I don't think you had to try real hard I at school. It. I, I've always told you my whole life's pretty You've much... you just faked it? I faked it all the way through. So I'll be interested to see how this rule goes. Oh, there's no and, way. And, and where it, this goes, because LeBron James that, came out and immediately hey, blasted it. when the it. king speaks... Everybody listens. Bow down to the king. Yeah. But it, it is a bad rule. It is a bad It's a really bad and rule. And you know, I'm an old school guy. I'm a by the book, you know, I'm 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 the police. I'm the what politically correct police, captain, chief, whatever you call I it. don't think so. But I don't think so at all, actually. <laughs> but that's a rule that's gonna get struck down. Maybe you're a narc. I'm not a narc. Don't say I'm a narc. Oh, no. <laughs> no narc for Steve No so. narc. I am not a narc. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about the Royals. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, the cleanest man in McPherson. Drug-free since 58. It's 57. Drug-free since 50, 57. Drug-free since 63. I train. I take my vitamins and say my prayers every night. <laughs> well, Steve, the team that I think could probably use some extra vitamins. And prayers. Yeah, the Kansas City Royals. Now, I will say this. I, I hear comments a lot about the Royals. Oh, how are they so bad? Oh, it's crazy that they've fallen off so much. Oh, it was just four years ago that they were winning the World Series. And I watch this team, and I know they're coming off of a seven-game losing streak that they snapped last night, but I really don't think they're that bad. Do you think that they are that bad? I think talent-wise, if they just catch some breaks... They just have stretches where they look really bad. I mean, you look at Bubba right now. Bubba. Bubba struck out, I think, four times last night. And that's that's been his problem his entire minor league career. He struck out four times a few games ago. I mean... The book on Bubba is out. I mean, all you have to Curveball. Well, no, that and pitch him in on hands. He cannot lay off the pitch in on the hands. He just basically fouls it out or grounds it off weakly. And uh, But I'm not. Bubba's not the only reason. The, the starting pitching has just been not good. And we were talking off air. How is it that the Royals, who have had a lot of high draft picks. A lot of them. A lot of them. How do they never develop a really 
big-time frontline ace pitcher. I mean, Danny Duffy you is know, the only one. Is and, and would he? He's be, a number three. Would he's he a, be the number two for very many teams no, in the a, MLB? He's a, he's a number three or number four. Jacob Junis is a number four, or number five. He's you know Brad Keller. Brad Keller's probably a number three. They have no ones or twos, and you know they loaded up here recently on pitching in the minors. And I looked up some of the and stat- they loaded up a lot of college pitchers. Right, that means they're twenty one. They're older. 20, yeah, they're older. And I looked at some of the stats in the minors. Ooh. Brady Singer, uh, the Kowar guy, Jackson Kowar, Jackson Kowar. They're not doing much down there, and it looks like the Royals wasted some pretty high draft picks on these guys. It's not to say that they won't develop. I know that Physioc- they're still twenty two or twenty three. Physioc comes on all the time and says, "Oh, these guys are going to be these guys are going to be great." Well. You know, a co- if a you're pitch- skeptical. If a pitcher gets drafted and he's 21 or 22, to me he should be in the majors by 24, because basically that's six years removed from. High well, l- let's let's rephrase that too. That if they are drafted very highly out of college, you know, if you're taking a 20 or 22 year old guy right. that is is a 15th yeah. rounder, then maybe not. But your first round guys, your top three round guys, if they are pitchers coming out of college, they've got to be. Close to the right like track David, by 24. Like David Price, when he right. came out of college, he was there. I saw him pitch in college. Yeah, he, you know, he, in two years. Uh, even when Mike Pelfrey came out of Wichita State, you know, he he made it to the Mets real quick. Brandon Finnegan a couple years ago, and, and that was a, a very weird case. And what a weird career for him. Yeah. he's Right now, he's not even in baseball, I don't think. I think he's technically still belongs to the Reds, but he hasn't pitched. and he's got He's had all sorts of injury problems. And remember, he was the guy that pitched in the College World Series and then the Major League World Series. In That's the same, right. The only pitcher, I think, in baseball history to ever do that. It was a weird year Yeah, for him. But Great it's just, year. But Royals, you know, they just don't develop pitching. Um, I, I just don't understand it. I think the other spot that's been really weak for this team are the two guys that have been playing up the middle a lot recently, whether it is Nicky Lopez wow, or... Umberto Arteaga. Bad. Those two guys are just such black holes in the lineup well, whenever and, they come up. Well, you know, Billy, Billy Hamilton was a black hole. He's not even hardly playing now. Now, Bubba, you know, when Bubba came up, he hit in 10 of his first 11 games. He was over 300. I mean, he has just gone. He, he's, he's reverted back to how he was those years in the minors when he Here's struggled. a number that I can always tell when you look at strikeouts to walks. How well are you seeing the ball at the right. plate? He has walked three times in 76 at-bats. Ooh, that's bad. And he has struck out 27 times in 76 at I don't know. What, what's 27 divided by 76? About a third? Right. It's pretty close to that, a little over yeah, a third. Yeah, 81, 81 would be a third. So about a third of his at-bats are strikeouts. Yeah. Which is not good yeah. at this level. And the thing is, you can just see him now. He's pressing. His confidence is shot. And, you and know, he's not getting on base. No. And, like, you know, when he first came up, he was on base his first 11 or 12 games, either with a hit or a walk. He was getting on base. And how many games has he played now? How many? He's played 20 games. So the last eight games, he virtually has just disappeared. He ran into a home run the other night. In Boston. In Boston in a ninth inning when it didn't matter. Off the monster or over the monster. And that was probably a 315-foot home run because you don't have to hit it very far in Boston. The one big bright spot for this team, Steve, at least from a number standpoint, a statistical spot, Jorge Soler. 
That's that's been that the one guy, col- and that was my column today. Thirty-one and, home runs, and see that to me that was unexpected. I thought he was a bust. And they've not only just been home runs; they have just been missiles. Yeah, he, he had one I think that was what, what day this weekend? Maybe Saturday. One that was four hundred and sixty-five feet in Minnesota in, in the third deck, uh, way up the line to left field. Well, the thing about him is he's quit swinging at pitches out of the strike zone. I mean, he was striking out like. Once out of every three times, he's still going to end up with about a hundred and eighty strikeouts. He's at one hundred and twenty-seven right now. But in now. baseball, strikeouts don't matter anymore. Remember when a guy would strike out a hundred times in a year, and it was like the you're going to the Hall of Shame. What's that stat on Tony Gwynn that he, he never struck out more than like twelve times in a year? Yeah, something. Well, he he never he never had two strikeouts in a game like once in his career or something. Like that. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Now everyone just swings from the fences and. Again, too many home runs in baseball, I just feel. And and I heard that today. I was watching Mad Dog Russo. And Mad Dog Russo says the game's just been tainted by the ball being seduced and it's kind of taken away from the game. I do th- I I don't know. I don't know if there is anything going on with the baseball. I know that Justin Verlander or whoever can come out and say it. But Either that or there's a lot of terrible pitching. No, I think it well, it might be high velocity from pitchers. They're throwing harder right now right. than they ever have right. before. And swings and approaches in baseball have changed. Launch angles. It's all about launch angle. Where when I was playing, they were telling me, you want to hit the ball on a line. You don't want to try and hit pop-ups. They would throw stats out. You know, 85% of balls hit in the air are out. Where if you hit a ball on a line exit or on the ground. Ball. Exit velocity, all that. But part of the approach now is stay back. Take a monster swing and swing up to where if you catch it, it's a home run. And these guys in the pros are just so strong, yeah. and their hands are so strong. Yeah. Remember the one that Francisco Lindor had against the Royals a couple weeks ago where he was way out on his front foot and just threw his hands and hit one yeah, 420 almost one, feet? Almost one-handed. Those guys, they're just so strong with their swings, and they are so trained now to swing up yeah. that the ball leaves the yard when they yeah. catch it because they're so strong. I really do think that is a big part of it. Yeah. Maybe the balls are juiced. I oh, don't know. I, I don't think there's any doubt the balls are juiced. Maybe global warming has something to do with it. Warming. I don't know. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. It's just hotter. The ball flies. I don't know. Yeah. Ballparks, I'm not a scientist. Ballpark's a little smaller. I'm not a scientist. When they build new ballparks, they're a little smaller. you got to have a porch to let Aaron Judge hit home runs. Although he hits all of them to right center field. Yeah, and Yankee Stadium's a joke. We all know. All right, Steve, let's take our final break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, have you been watching the latest HBO series? I don't have HBO. Have you ever had HBO? No. Never even a free trial? I've had a trial, but I haven't had one for a long time. So you don't watch Hard Knocks? Hard Knocks? I've never liked 
Hard Knocks. It's never been a show that interests me. It doesn't interest me either. Even when the Chiefs were on it in what, probably 2006 or sometime right around there, I had no interest in it. I'll bet friend of the show, Treg Fall. Well, he texted me last night. Oh, okay. And he was trying to say, hey, the Raiders, they're the real deal. Yeah. I had another friend message me this morning and say, I'm afraid the Raiders might be okay. Well, I heard I was watching uh, a show where I went home for lunch and uh, it was that one of the NFL. Or no, it was, it was in a, a, fir, a first take, but Stephen A. wasn't on today. But Ryan Clark was on, and he says what he sees from Antonio Brown and David Carr. He, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. They're going to put up just pinball numbers. Do you really have faith in Derek Carr? Never have. I don't have any. I know Antonio the Brown Raiders is good. The Raiders will get a penalty if they have a big play. I know Antonio Brown is good. I'm not saying he's not. And he's got a bad foot, though. Derek Carr was horrific last year. He was. He was horrific. Do you really have faith in John Gruden? Do you really think I, I, that he is an elite NFL coach? I don't I don't know I, if he was an elite NFL coach in I 2005. I, well, I'd have to ask the pistol. He's an NFL insider. I think he's a great football analyst. Yeah. Great on TV. Yeah. Phenomenal color commentator, but I'm just not convinced. I know he won. You, a, you can't get me to know, buy stock. I know in them he won. I know he won a Super Bowl, but he did it with Tony Dungy's players. Yeah, because he beat the Dumpy Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Look at who he had to beat. Yeah. Easy win. <laughs> All right, Steve. So you have no faith in the Raiders. No. John Gruden. No. Derek Carr. No. Or David Carr, if he's living somewhere. Oh, I'm sure he is. I know he played for the Texans for a while. Yeah. So he you got, have no, no faith got, in any of the cars. He got sacked a bunch too, just like Derek does. No faith in any of the cars with two R's. Two cars with two R's. That's okay. right. All right. All right, Steve. Enjoyed the show today. Me too. I hope you don't have to go home and take any Adderall. <laughs> now that you know what it is. I yeah, I I'd, I'd, I'd heard of it, but I never really knew what it was. Well, it didn't sound like you had heard of it. You're you're like I don't know what that is. I just yeah. We'll go we'll go get you a prescription. I what do you think? Nah, I, don't, I don't know if that would help you. No. All right, we'll wrap up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.